are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Now, you've all heard people quote that, haven't you? Well, you know what the Bible said, there's none righteous, no, not one. Well, it is in the Bible, isn't it? But notice it says, as it is written. It's written in the Old Testament. Under the old covenant, that's what it said. Now, so many times people take what is said in the Bible, pull it out of context, and make it say something that it didn't say at all. So if you were to believe that there's none righteous, no, not one, then you're in trouble. (laughs) Because the blood of Jesus can make you righteous. But you see, he's talking about under the old covenant here. There's none righteous, no, not one. It's easy to misunderstand something. I'll tell you, the problem is that it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal the Word of God and give you insight into it. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit teaching you, he's called the teacher and the guide. He will teach you all things. He will guide you into all truths. Then you're going to misunderstand a lot of things in the Bible. I heard a fellow the other day say, well, he found out who the thief on the cross was. I said, well, who was he? Well, he said it was Paul's daddy. I said, what do you mean it's Paul's daddy? Well, he said, Paul said my old man was crucified with Christ. <laughs> so, you see, just because it said that didn't mean that it was Paul's daddy that was crucified with Christ. Sometimes we're like the little boy in Sunday school. The teacher asked, said, can anyone tell me what a lie is, what the Bible says a lie is? And, well, he got his hand up and said, yes, teacher, I can tell you. Well, what is it? Well, he said, it's an abomination to God and a very present help in time of trouble. <laughs> well, now that is in the Bible, isn't it? I mean, both of those are in the Bible. A lie is abomination to God. But the very present help in time of trouble didn't apply to the lie. It applied to Jesus. (laughs) So let's rightly divide the word here. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now it continues, but let's skip down to verse 19 for the sake of time. Paul explains it then. He says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth might be stopped, and all the world would become guilty before God. So here he's telling you this was written under the Old Covenant. And he says, You know that the things that are written under the Old Covenant was to them that were living under the law. Now come into verse 20 here. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now see, this is a key verse. But now the righteousness of God is manifest without the law. 
verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, you hear people quote that, you know, every sinner's heard that a thousand times. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, that is true, but Paul is saying we're all in the same boat. We all started out in the same boat. He is teaching righteousness here. He is not condemning the sinner, (laughs) as we've used it sometimes to condemn the sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But notice that he goes on to say, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him that believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. I want to talk to you this morning about the law of faith. Faith is a law. Now, I would say it this way in the context that Paul stated it here. You see what he led up to, that under the old law, no men were justified. No men were righteous. There was a limited righteousness under the old law. But it was a very limited righteousness. In fact, he goes on to say that there was none righteous. It was not really righteousness. It was a covering of sins under the old law. But now is the righteousness of God manifested. So we have changed from a law of works to a new law. Paul calls it the law of faith. The old covenant was a law of works. The only righteousness under the old covenant was doing good things and you merited favor with God. But here Paul said the righteousness which is of faith. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, not ours. Someone said, oh, you know, the Bible said there's none righteous. No, not one. Our righteousness is filthy rags in the sight of God. So you can't be righteous. Oh, yeah, I'm righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus. See, I'm not talking about my righteousness. I'm talking about his righteousness was imputed to me. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In him. You don't get righteous by trying to be. You get righteous by being born that way. When you're born again, you realized you wasn't righteous when you were born the first time, (laughs) surely. (laughs) It's when you're born again, you become the righteousness of God. It's by faith in Jesus Christ, not of works. Now, here's the point that Paul is driving home here. They said, where is boasting then? How are you going to boast about being righteous then? He says, it is excluded. By what law? Works? No, he says, by the law of faith. Because you are righteous through faith, you cannot boast about it. Look who I am. I am the righteousness of God. Well, certainly, we can boast in the fact that we are righteous because Jesus made us righteous. But it's our faith that made us righteous 
through being in him. We came into Jesus. Maybe I better say that a different way. We became righteous by being baptized into Christ. Being born again and in Christ Jesus. Where is boasting? It is excluded. By what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Now this law that Paul refers to here, the law of faith, I'm convinced that it's the law of the new covenant. If you come down to verse 30, it says, Seeing it is one God which justifieth the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. Now you realize he's not talking about establishing the old law because Jesus came and fulfilled it. Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, I came to fulfill it. He fulfilled it to the letter. But Paul is talking about another law here. And he says, do we make void the law through faith? No, he says, God forbid. We establish the law, the law of faith, the law of the new covenant. There is a higher law than the law of works. The law of works under the old covenant has been fulfilled. We are under a new covenant established on better promises. And through it, we can become righteous. We become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we're talking about the law of the new covenant. We could entitle this the law of the new covenant, the law of faith. But I want you to see something about the law of God. In Romans, the eighth chapter, the apostle Paul talking about the carnal mind is enmity against God is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now, the law he's referring to, I'm convinced he's talking about the law of faith. The carnal mind will not operate in the law of faith because faith sees the unseen. Faith believes the unbelievable. Faith sees through the storm. Faith is able to bring into manifestation things that are not yet seen. So the carnal mind doesn't operate in that. It comes from the heart of man. It's what the Apostle Paul says, faith works in the heart. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. So it is by faith that we enter into righteousness. We can't do it by works. Now when we talk about the law of the new covenant, we're not talking about something that's legalistic. We're talking about something that God taught Abraham. And he taught him about faith. You can believe things with your spirit. You can't believe with your head. Faith works in the heart. Now come over with me to Galatians, the uh, third chapter of Galatians, verse 8. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham, as the scriptures foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying that in thee shall all the nations be blessed. So then they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. As many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in the things that are written in the book of the law to do them. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, before we leave the broadcast, our offer this week is DVD offer number 7873. It's called The Law of Faith and Corresponding Action. It's a DVD video for $20 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $24. That's DVD offer number 7873. 
Now, we've been talking about the law of faith here on the broadcast. In this video, we talk about the fact that there is a law of faith. You know, the Apostle Paul said in Romans, the third chapter, he called faith a law. He says, do we then make void the law through faith? He says, God forbid. We establish the law. Now, what law is he talking about establishing? Certainly not the law of the old covenant, which was the law of works, but he's talking about establishing the law of the new covenant, which is the law of faith. Now, he talks about it again in Romans 8, chapter. He says, the carnal mind is enmity against God, and it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. The carnal mind just can't believe what the heart can believe. What we need to realize is that God has created us on this planet, and there are laws that govern action upon this planet. The law of faith and corresponding action. Now, James said, even so faith, if it had not works, is dead being alone. In other words, you have to have corresponding action. Works here could be translated corresponding action. If you say you believe, then there should be corresponding action to that. And when you act upon the Word of God in faith, you're going to get the results, the words that you could have. The law of faith and corresponding action, how the law of faith works and corresponding action, you wouldn't have full corresponding action if you didn't have full manifestation. That's offer number 7873. It's called the law of faith and corresponding action. It's a DVD video for $20 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $24. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.